And there you go. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MSG Podcast. <coughs> you don't need to know who we are, because Trey said it wasn't important. You just said my name, though. Yeah. And I'm David. <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. Uh, what, what are we going to talk about today, Trey? Uh, I don't know. We could talk about like the whole assassin stuff. We probably should, just to good catch enough, people up. This was the week. You could yes. have gotten Philip today. You think? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Give me, go down on that, and then we'll repeat what happened this week. So what? how would I have gotten... Because he hung around. Because they had the pickleball thing if, today. If he saw... Okay, pickleball, he was safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing, he was safe. But so the cutoff like, was at 4, and the meeting for the backpacking trip got two? off at 3.30, right? Okay. And so everybody from the backpacking meeting hung out after that. We were just yeah. talking. And then the people from the pickleball were getting out, too. And Philip assassinated his target. Today? Today. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who? It was Tara Carroll. Okay. So okay. He, he assassinated her, and then he tried to assassinate her target, which was Nathan. What? But due to a technicality, so far as I'm, I'm Did they say learning, no insta-kills? Like, there's a, a, no, a no, that, timer? No, no, that's still fine. Okay. But um, due to a technicality where Tara Carroll and... Philip had decided amongst themselves that fellowship was over at 3.30. Whereas Nathan had heard from Tara Titsworth that it was over at 4. And so Philip tried to assassinate Nathan at 3.45. So there was a technicality difference. They both agreed, okay, it was probably not a kill at that point. Okay. They're not, so Philip is after Nathan. Yes, Philip's after Nathan. I'm after Philip. We're no longer in Hawaii. <laughs> right. We're definitely not in alliance. Yeah, even if I kill Philip, I then have to go after my other alliance is Nathan. Yeah. So you, that's dissolved, I think. That's all. I have nobody other than you. <laughs> I guess dead people technically. Yeah. Shawn Michaels helping us, but so it's it's down to the wire. But you should yeah. text me or something. But see, Philip was on the the side of that it should be three thirty. So if you'd snuck up behind him during all this and shot him, like he would have been forced to admit he was dead. Yeah. Um, I, I should have texted you, but there'd be no way you could get up there in time to shoot him and, and him not see you. Yeah. That's the thing. If I was even, even if I was that church, he would have been weary, like yeah, cautious, so it probably would have never happened. Yeah. The best thing would have been if I had texted you at the beginning of the meeting, because I had no way of knowing it was going to last so long. I thought yeah. it was going to be like 30 minutes, and it lasted an hour and a half. Um but yeah, if I had texted you then, you had snuck up and hid like on the side of the building, like parked there, and then maybe crawled in the bed of Dude, the truck. Dude, I could have parked in the, the neighborhood right across the street. Yeah, you could have done so- that. Nobody would notice my car. Yeah. Well, usually when there's meetings and, and fellowship at the church, they only park right up next to the gym and or up next to the front of the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could have been on one of the sides, especially that back side. Yeah, where, where you park. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No one would have told or have been yeah. knowledgeable of it. I mean, if I'd known, I would have showed up there, but... I slept for the majority of the whole main service. That's okay. You probably needed the rest, especially if you got to yeah. go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, but you got to go back to work tomorrow, so. Damn. <laughs> it's, it was oh. Dang. Well, that's cool. I, yeah. I, I think you got a chance, because I think we'll be able to get him. It might be really? a... Really? Yeah. I was thinking just telling Tara where I was, like, just going to her and be like, shoot me, I'm out. <laughs> Just give up? I wouldn't give up yet. You might be able to win it just by holding out. You might be like a draw kind of situation. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't know how that would work. You might see. If, if you don't see any opportunities, you, you could at least you know, let it play out. I guess. Because it, it might be a situation of sudden death or something where it... We like all get put in a building and we have 10 minutes. And last one like turn out. out the lights and just <laughs> go for it. That would be, that would be interesting because then you would have to have everybody be able to kill everybody. Yeah. I think. Especially if you have like five or six people. Dude, there. like if there was two people left and they got to choose their own teams, and it's like you go team against team to see who's the winner. How do you do <laughs> that? that? One, I don't know. You get shot once, you're out. No, so you're, you're sort of like dodgeball but with Nerf. Yeah. In the dark. That would be that would be cool. Yeah. I don't know. So, are, do you know how many people are left now? Because we were there what, was we were seven talk- at was the there fellowship. seven when we were talking about it? As far as I could tell, nobody died Friday night. Right. I mean, I technically went for a kill, but. That didn't work out. Yeah, because Nathan's... But nobody died. Nathan's target... Had left. Yeah. They all left. Nobody... Yeah, nobody died Friday night. Yeah. From what we know. So there's at least... Six. Well, one person did die today. Yeah, yeah. So That's it? As far as I know. So So there's Nathan, 
Uh, Philip. Me. Philip. You. Tara. The other Tara, not Tara. the one that got out. And then... They said Caden or something? Is Caden still in it? I don't even know who Caden is, but yeah, you said Caden on Friday night. And then whoever whoever Nathan's target is. Oh, uh, uh, Nathan's other... target, shoot. It's one of those girls. Yeah. You know the one that, you know, so we were there Friday night and all the girls left in one car or whatever. Yeah. And one of them was Nathan's target. Because they left, so Nathan's, so was it on Han- Friday. Is Hannah in the game? The... She, I think she's kind of new. No, no, she's not in the game. Or at least the Hannah I met is in the game. Huh. Yeah, uh, probably but not her. No, um, Tara and whoever was Nathan's target. So Tara Carol was after Nathan. Yeah. And, and Nathan's target was also, they both drove together. Yes. Yeah, so so when Tara left. left, whoever was his, he was after also left. So he was right, right. unable to get a kill but, on Friday night. It was just me and Philip then. Yeah, that, that would be night. six people still left alive if Tara and Carol I don't know died. who Caden is, but supposedly he's in the game. Okay, yeah, that would that would be the sixth person. So six six people left. Twenty two down the sixth. <laughs> That's pretty intense Ugh. in a little bit over a month. Shoot. Yeah, no, actually, yeah. It's pretty much a month perfectly now. Yeah. It's twenty fifth. Didn't we start on the twenty fifth? Actually, I don't know. 20, Probably like the twenty seventh. I don't remember. I don't know. But I don't remember. No, but this I should was, remember I died that day. <laughs> just for us, this was a good week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last week, uh, we recorded on Sunday, and then Sunday night, I got a text from Alex Bean. He was helping me get my target, who I've been trying to get for over a month. Uh, Sean Michael was my target. Alex and Sean Michael were going to Fuzzy's Tacos, and I got a message from Alex at 845, man. And he's like, yo, me and me and Sean Michael are going to Fuzzy's. He's like, he's like, you should get them there. I was like, yo, <laughs> tell me which Fuzzies. He gave me which one they were. I spent 20 minutes, got there about 9. Dude, I walked through the front door. So we were at a Fuzzies, and they had the, the cashier, and they had the wall that yeah, leads directly to the cashier wall. so you can hide behind it, and on the other side of all the tables. So I hide along the side of the wall, go past the, the, the cashier, and I'm walking towards where all the tables were, and I happen to be behind where Shawn Michael is. But Alex is looking towards me, and I come up behind him, and I shoot him with my gun. <laughs> it was the greatest thing, dude. No, I put on my jacket. I had my hat on. I had a mask on. Yep. So and then all that stuff. gun, I had my I had my little jacket on. I put my, my gun in my back of my pants, but over put my jacket over it. Mm-hmm. And when I got inside, I pulled it out from behind me, <laughs> and I shot him. Yeah. It was cool. And then the more impressive of the two kills. Oh, dude, we got to talk about that. That okay. was so good. So Killing of Kieran. So after we killed Shawn Michael, he decided, uh, I went after his target, which was Kieran. Mm-hmm. And he actually started helping us get Kieran. Yep. So he told me that on a Thursday night, she got out, out of class at about 7 p.m. Yep. So me and David, Thursday comes around. Me and David get there about an hour before. And we kind of walk in the school, and we hang out in the school for somewhere 20, yeah. 30 minutes. Close to an hour. Did we it get there? might have been an hour. 6.15 or something. Or we were there at like 5.50, though. Yeah, but, true. So, yeah, it was about an hour. But, yeah, we hung out in the school until like 6.45-ish. And then I was in the same – I parked my car in the same parking lot as my Target. And then Sean and Michael – and David sat on the, the curb across from the main entrance that looks directly at the door. Right. So just in case she came down that way, she would, it would look like we were hiding trying to ambush her. Yeah. But it was done in a purposefully sloppy way so that she'd be able to see us. So thinking that we weren't slick, you know? Yeah. So our whole plan was that she would peek out the window, see us camped out ready to get her. She would go around to the other exit where Trey was camped out in his car. And she would have to walk past him to get to her own car, trying to escape me and Shawn Michael. It didn't go down like that at all. It went completely different because we did. had there were a bunch of people. What Caleb talked to y'all? Yeah, Caleb. Y'all ran into the people. Yeah, and yep. he assumed that Shawn Michael was trying to assassinate. Yeah, nobody him. knew. So nobody knew Shawn Michael was dead other than me. I because it hadn't been officially announced. Mm-hmm. It was yesterday, I think. Yeah. But it hadn't been officially announced, so he was dead. Just, uh, nobody knew that he was dead at the moment, so he was kind of playing it, yep. playing it for me. So Caleb ran into y'all, and he was talking to y'all. And then did Joey run into y'all, or did he like message y'all? No. So Joey, I, I don't know how he got clued on to the fact. Maybe Kieran had was just freaking out in class or something. 
but he started talking to Shawn Michael, and they were texting, and yeah. he was really on board because Kieran had betrayed him and his position yeah. to whatever, whoever his assassin was. I think it was Kayla Kerr. Um, is she the other one? Is she uh, Nathan's target? I don't know what you said. Kara. Uh, Kayla Kerr? Yeah, I don't know. Kerr? It's Kayla Kerr. Hey, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, I thought there was a girl named Kathy. I don't remember. I don't know. I, there's too many girls. I don't, I, I don't know any of them. Whatever. But, yeah, so the way it ended up going down, Joey was supposed to lead Kieran to the main exit. Yeah, lead where, her. Uh, me and, yeah. and Shawn Michael were. He was supposed to let her know we were there. Like, like oh, look, I see them out there. And direct her to the other exit where you were waiting. Where, yeah. What actually happened was she ran down the stairs, looked out the window, saw Shawn Michael. And went for it. And he, she just ran up and shot him. Because yeah. in the Assassin's game, if you shoot your assassin before they shoot you, you've got an hour of freedom. Yeah. They can't a cool kill you. off. A kill cool off. She immediately ran off into the parking lot directly in the direction of Trey's car. And when she so, got past your car... It was awesome, though, because I, I moved my car. So the back of my car was aiming towards the wall of the the two doors where she could come out of so i had my left rear view mirror was on the left door Mm -hmm. so i could always look back and then i was looking to my side and i had my seat like partially laid down and i was constantly looking towards y'all i was like i know she'll run in that area so so i eventually noticed how she she came up to y'all and then y'all y'all had a crowd when she showed up y'all had a crowd of people around y'all i was like I can't risk doing it. And then she started sprinting, man. And I was like, what just happened? Why is she sprinting? The only thing I could guess is she found out Shawn Michael isn't alive, which means she knows I'm somewhere, which means she's going for her car. That's what I assumed. That's not what happened. She thought she shot Shawn Michael and bought her freedom. But I think the nerves or whatever got her running. Yeah, because, you know, when we encountered her earlier in the day in the college hall. Oh, dude, that was hilarious. In the stairwell, because Trey was going downstairs. Dude, that was was like movie magic type stuff. Kieran was coming up the stairs, but she was just getting to the bottom of the stairs, so she was still looking down at where her feet were going to be. And so Trey at the spun top. around, looked at me and Shawn Michael. I gave all the no. I gave you the, the yeah, slice like, the neck, like, bail. Like, what is this? And he said, I don't know her. So what did we do? We immediately, like, walked down to see who it y'all, is. Y'all did, you played cool. Yeah, y'all yeah, did yeah, play yeah. cool. Because I figured if anybody saw you, they would knew I was there. Yeah. But they didn't. Shawn Michael pretended like he was showing you around the school. Because he technically was. He gave us he a little tour. He, he actually, yeah, he did show us a big tour. that. So but, it's like we, we both had our hands up, so we couldn't have possibly shot her. Like, as soon as she saw, saw us, she gasped, like, threw herself up against the wall. It was, like, wide-eyed, staring, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's, it's okay. We, you know, I'm just showing David around. It's no big deal. And, you know, we just walked back down the stairs with our hands in the air. She, you know, after that, she ran up the stairs. So I think it was that nervous energy, like adrenaline yeah. kicked in. She just had to get out of there. Yeah. I thought you were going to get her then. I didn't think I was I waiting to hear the little I, Like I said, I said, like, even between, like, so that church, like, you have the, all the groups services and then you have the main service. Mm-hmm. In between those two services, you can't get a kill. Mm-hmm. It's still a safe zone even though you're hanging out. Yeah. It's like, I thought that was the same for school. If you have a five minute break, you're still safe yeah. between your class. That's and why I, I didn't go for it. I was like, yeah. I was like, if I kill her here and it doesn't count, my element surprise is gone. Everything's out. Yeah. Dude, I was so proud of you, though, because, like, even though you didn't get the kill then, which I agree with you, it would have been kind of a, that gray area. I didn't want to challenge it's like, it. We went back up the stair after she ran off. I didn't see you anywhere. I was like, dude, I went, he I went, hit. I went up, dude. I was yeah. Like, I was like. That, I was proud of Because I didn't know that was her at the moment until y'all came back up and you're like, yo, why didn't you shoot her? That was her. I was like, oh, shoot. But I didn't know that was her. But I was like, I've seen that girl at the church. If she, she'll, she'll recognize me. If yeah. she knows I'm here, she's going to warn Kieran. I was like, I can't let that happen. Hide. <laughs> that way, it was like. A moment out of a movie because we it went was looking insane. for you and then you like peeked your head up over the railing. I didn't want her to be looking up here and be like, "Oh shoot, she found me." <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh, I'm that, glad there was a third floor. I <laughs> worked out perfect. And uh, so I was sitting in my so we, when she came out, she ran into Shawn Michael. She shot Shawn Michael. Mm-hmm. Who else was around y'all? Because there were, uh, was Joey out there with y'all. Yeah, he was. Yes, yeah, because he was coming out with Kieran, and so, I guess he couldn't convince her to go to the other exit. Yeah, yeah. It was all happening too fast. She went down, saw Shawn Michael, ran Shawn, out. Shawn Michael, yeah. So here comes Joey, was, and all the classes were letting out at that yeah. time, so there was a bunch of people coming out the door anyway. Was there, like, Caleb or anybody else with y'all? 
Caleb, because I saw kind of a yeah. Group Caleb was in that group. I okay. think it was coming back out. So after no, she, no, he was coming from the other way. But regardless, okay. he was in the group. Okay, so after she got, after she shot Shawn Michael, I guess y'all talked for a second. I don't know, or y'all talked, y'all talked for a second. Just yeah, half and then a she just kind of started running towards her car. And I, at the very first split second when I was looking at y'all, I noticed her right, and I saw her running. I was like, oh shoot, she knows where I am. Yeah. But then she started, she ran directly in front of my car past me. I was like, she's going for her car. And I knew once she got to her car, I was like, it's over. I can't get into her car. (laughs) So I had to shoot her before she got to her car. So as she get past, it's in front of my car, probably like six feet away. I I ripped the door out, opened the door, (laughs) popped out my one one shotgun. I tried to shoot her and I missed. I was like, oh shoot. I got, and then I had that, you know, that really small gun? Just the... The, your what? little one single yeah, shot. It's just yeah. the one bullet. It only had one bullet. And I was like, I have to get close. So I just started running towards her. And she <laughs> ran between two of the cars. And I ran up, popped up behind her, and shot her in the neck. And I was like, oh, shit. And in that time, like, everybody was getting out of class. So they were all going out yeah. to their cars. There was this enormous group. And, and, yeah. and there's like y'all were seven all looking over people there. that go to that school that also go to our youth group. Yeah. So they were all down there, like, freaking out. Joey was, like... Leaping up, screaming. Once I shot her, I turned around. I saw like you and Joey and a bunch of had your hands up. I was like, yeah! Joey was ecstatic. He was freaking out. Kieran was denying that she was dead for days. (laughs) I was so happy, man. It was awesome. It was a great moment, man. Oh, that's what I live for. That was a highlight of my week. It was awesome. That was so worth it. We spent the uh, the fellowship on Friday. Dude. I, I really liked that. that was, dude, oh yeah, the fellas around in like, was... the mist and the rain out in the forest. Oh my gosh, one dude. in the morning. Dude, yeah, we that were barefoot cool. walking in the woods at cool. one a.m. I'm gonna get poison ivy from that. I know it, but I think you would have already noticed. I take about three days for it to start showing up. Oh, it does. So give it a couple more. I think we'll we're see. fine. I I don't think I saw any poison ivy, but no, I saw but some. But it when we were hanging out with Phillips, though, that swimming pool. Oh, yeah, that was that was freezing nice. cold water, man. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Right before that, they had a lot of hail, and it all washed into the swimming pool. It made the water colder. Yeah, so yeah. it just made it like a nice I just tea. figured the water was already going to be cold. That's yeah, what I yeah. preemptively it thought. It was so. worse. <laughs> yeah. It's like, at, at a certain point, while I was treading water, I was fine. Uh, especially after jumping in three or four times. But, yeah, as soon as you stop, you just freeze. <laughs> yeah. Dude, ugh. But, dude, getting out, that was like... So it kind of felt enjoyable. it was weird because like, it kind of felt warm. warm. Yeah, it's because it was colder in the water mm-hmm. than it was that out of the, the water. Yeah, air, yeah. And then we had that fire, which I'm telling you, every time I wash my hair, I'm still smelling smoke. So it's like it was in there pretty deep. Uh, I think you're fine. <laughs> that fire was fun though. Yeah, it was fun. We, we, when we took the marshmallows and we didn't even have the stick, we just <laughs> grabbed the marshmallows with our hand and like, stuck our hand your finger in the fire. And- <laughs> So that we could roast it, roast it. All the girls were freaking out. They're like, "What are you doing?" And Nathan stuck his foot pretty close in the fire, and then the fire kind of wrapped around his toe for a second. Give him a little, little kiss, a little little (laughs) hug there. Jeez, (laughs) that was awesome, though. Dude, I was talking to Nathan today, and I didn't realize he's a pipe smoker. It should make sense. Y'all got something in common. It's like we're both going on the backpacking trip. He's like, "Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll bring some whiskey and I'll bring my pipe." I was like, "Yeah, I'll bring mine too and I'll bring something to drink." And there you go. I'll just go sneak off. And I think everybody will be cool with it, but just in case right. they're not, we'll just we'll find a little alcove somewhere. <laughs> the, the, so the, the camping trip, are y'all doing like cabins or are you bringing oh, no, little no, like camping bags? It's, it's full on backpacking. Okay. So, well, I've never been backpacking, so okay. I don't know. So there's there's two things that often get mashed or, or overlap that are completely different there's hiking and backpacking hiking is the thing you get like your little uh school backpack and you fill it with some water and maybe some trail mix and you go off for a day or two and then usually just a day hike yeah uh, backpacking is where you get the big old internal or external frame packs giant ones you fill them to the brim with clothes and food and water and your tent pad sleeping bag whatever you you need to survive and you go out for an extended period of time just doing a long, arduous hike through the mountains or the hills or wherever you're going. So this is a backpacking trip. Yeah. Sounds so, fun. 
Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I if you've never done anything it. like it, you ought to go. Just I've, I've to never climb. done backpacking, so I've done like hikes, but yeah, like this a few is, hours in the woods. It's nothing. This is far more enjoyable. It's it's harder. It's a little bit more miserable, but it's worth it. I don't know. I could. I mean, I walk consistently throughout the day, and like, yeah, I think you'd be fine. I with feel like it. it'd be cooler in Arkansas. It, it will be. Yeah. Uh, at least what's forecast for uh, that time period right now. I know it's a month away. Uh, it's going to be like 60s at night and uh, probably 65 to 70 in the day. It'll be very temperate. Uh, there, there's probably going to be some pop-up showers. There often are in the hills and, and foothills of Arizona. It's Arkansas, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Arkansas. There is. Are you all leaving on Wednesday? Or you're... Yeah, we're leaving Wednesday morning at 6. Okay. Um, I imagine we're leaving off from the, the church property. Yeah, probably. The plan is to, to do real hard hiking the first couple of days. Are you doing so that, 10 miles a day? That was the plan, but that's that's if a bit more leisurely than we were discussing today. It's probably going to be 12 to okay. 14 miles. I mean, it's, it's probably going to be 10 to, to 12. Okay. Because the, the quicker we get done with the actual brunt of the hiking, the more we can relax at the end. So there's supposedly at the very end, there's like a nice lake. Resort. Oh, lake. And that you can you know <laughs> set up your hammocks and just chill out. Yeah, do some yeah. fishing, whatever you want to do. And so that's kind of what the whole thing is going to be about. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I might look into it. but I hope you do. I think you would enjoy it. I'd have to take time off. Because, dude, backpacking is some of the most fulfilling stuff. I said it would be miserable, and sometimes it is. But that's actually part of the joy because you're doing it with people. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's a lot better with just men. The boys, a, dude. Because as soon as you put one girl in there, and they were talking about this, as soon as you put one girl, all the guys act different. Kind of, yeah. It is a, it's a subconscious thing, but they act different. And so just having the guys on the trip, it's, at least in my opinion, more enjoyable. The I've boys. seen uh, camp goggles before. It's, <laughs> it's funny. Hey, man. Yeah. I've had camp goggles before. That's not funny. <laughs> it's all fun and games. It's it's just part of it. God, yeah. When we were at Philmont, you know, you get a whole bunch of hormonal boys together, right? It was just us. And we were like four or five days into the trek. And there was a co-ed troop that like hiked past us. And I kid you not. Like, every guy in our troop, like, hid behind the trees and were, like, craning their necks and were wide-eyed <laughs> trying to see, like, there's a girl over there. And she wasn't even all that attractive, but the fact that it was a girl, yeah. everybody was drooling at the... Uh, that's camp goggles. Uh. Even, even like, the people who were the most even-keeled were, like, looking over there. Like, they didn't want to look like they were looking, but they were looking. Uh, what are they looking at for, like, the wildlife? Uh, there's a good likelihood of bears, but bears really aren't that much of a problem if you know how to deal with them. Well, if you don't attack their cubs. Yeah, don't if you see it's a group and you look bigger than the bear, they pretty much won't mess with you. What about like bobcats or something? Uh, Anything like there that? probably a couple, but you Mountain know, lines. most of the time the wildlife will not bother you. Uh, we're going to be doing a bear bag, so they're not going to be coming to us for food. If they do, they'll, they won't be able to get to it, so they'll move on pretty quick. Um, it. I don't think it'll be dangerous at all. And the fact that we have we're gonna have twelve plus people on the trail, it's it's not gonna be an issue. Mm. I mean, again, on Philmont we ran into bears. In fact, we saw a cub. Which, if you just see a bear cub, that is the most dangerous, most terrifying thing that a hiker can imagine. Yeah. Because if you see the cub and not the mother, you could potentially be in between the cub and the mother, yeah. which is you're dead. Yeah. When we did that, everybody immediately started singing, which sounds Kumbaya. bizarre. But we we've been singing trail songs as part of what you do when you're hiking, especially in the scouts. But bears really don't like really loud noises, and so if we we just started uh, singing in synchronization, just kept hiking as fast as we could, and there you go. we didn't get attacked. Yeah. But there's things you can do to ward them off and, and protect yourself. We'll be doing all of Just those. Just pee around your tent. There you go. Now, they're definitely not attracted <laughs> to the, the salt in your pee. It's, <laughs> I don't know. But, you know. Sounds cool. I, I think you would like it. If you've never been backpacking before, I would recommend it. Because 
most, you know, I got all my experience in the scouts, and I take it for granted that a lot of people have never had that experience. It's it's like that was part of my life. Yeah. But uh, it, there's almost nothing like it, especially for like bonding, because you're all in the same situation together. Like there's no electronic devices, so you're you know you're interacting with the people a lot more. It's it's hard work. You know, it's a lot of exercise. It's like you're exercising together. And the camaraderie you build on those kind of trips is like nothing else. I even saw it work wonders on a guy who was stressed out of his mind. Like his, his job as a, I think it was like a, he worked on the phone network for some major phone company. Yeah. At least the first days that we, he was on the trail, he had absolutely no worries at all. When he got towards the end of the trail, he started freaking out because he, he was realizing he had to go back to that. Yeah. But at least for the beginning, it's just like you release all your tension. You don't have to worry about a thing. It's just the hiking and the, you know, being with the guys. Yeah. Sounds good. So, it's start your own fires and such. Yeah. It's it's you know everything you'd think of as camping. There's a few differences that you have to uh, do because you're packing in and packing out everything. Yeah. Uh, that you need so it's like trash any trash you generate you have to pack out uh, you gotta pack in your own toilet paper and all that stuff you get the oh man the the poop shovels oh. so you gotta dig your own holes so that's why the woods. You, you could go like two or three days without pooping oh, oftentimes uh, backpackers will I probably would because you don't get a lot of fiber that's yeah. why people bring like a lot of nuts and, and trail mix and stuff high fiber in your diet will help with that a lot you know, that's if you want to poop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, it is. That would be. It won't be pleasant if you don't go for the high fiber. You said what? Ten people are in it. Uh, it's going to be about twelve, I think, okay. that are currently like verified going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. But they'll take additions. I, I certainly will. It's early enough that you can join it. Uh, uh, I guess I'll. What? Who did I message? Bill. Yeah. I... Do you I'm have his email? I've, I've got it here. I don't have his email. I could get that after, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll just, give it to you, and you just email him and say, Hey, I you know I didn't jump on this quick enough, but I'm interested in going on the backpacking trip. I'll get with David about the info going. But that's just so he'll add you to the, the group chat. I mean, I probably don't even need... Like, what do you need? You, what, you probably want to bring... Well, you want to bring a lighter? Are y'all bringing, like, logs of wood for no, fires? No. Or? So, uh, if we ever do a fire we'll be Fine. cutting our own wood okay. or, or scavenging in the woods i could bring an axe uh, it's probably not a good idea to bring an axe because the, the, the issue is weight is your worst enemy yeah. when you're backpacking you're doing it all day because the first day you might be able to hike in with an 80 pound pack but you will be cursing the day you were born after the second day yeah and you know this is going to be four you know, four days long yeah and bill will not let you offload your pack or share, really. It's like, you yeah. bring something in, you pack it out. So it's like, you want to cut out heavy implements like okay. metal. So yeah. you don't want an axe. We're already going to bring uh, backpacking saws. You don't want, like, cast iron skillets. Yeah, uh, We'll be doing all of our cooking on backpacking stoves. So there's, they got things called whisper lights and pocket rockets and things. It's got really lightweight fuel, and it's just like a skeleton of a, a yeah, stove yeah. you put on there. So there's going to be all that kind of stuff. Uh, you want a, a backpack, a, a backpacking backpack. Yeah, that's got hip supports. I think I, my dad. I think my dad has some of those. Yeah, I think most he still of the has stuff them. you can probably borrow. Yeah, um, you need a, a tent if you're not going to share with somebody. And if you do join, you can tent with me because I got I, I got a tent big enough to like probably get like four or five people in it. Yeah, so you don't want to bring that. No. <laughs> yeah, you you'll curse the tent after a couple of days. Because the the biggest tents are not designed for lightweight. They're designed to, you know, car camping is what they call it. You just drive up to the side and plunk everything down. Yeah. But this, I'm telling you, you if you can save even I don't think I have any. I don't have weight, any small tents. Okay. I think the biggest one is at least a four man. Yeah. But it's not even mine. So. There's tents available. You can either go out and buy one, which I wouldn't recommend, or you can tent with me. Because I got a, it's technically a two man. It's really a, a one and a half man. For, for backpacking because yeah you, you have to when you get a tent that says two man you have to subtract a man because okay. they, they base the width of the tent on an 18 inch body width okay and i think even i'm wider than 18 inches you probably so are it's like we'd be in there like shoulder to shoulder just stuffed <laughs> 
Sorry. Yeah, but if it's cold at night, it's good though. It is. I have fit five in people that tent? in at that tent. I oh would not say it's enjoyable. Really, or even, just stay warm. Even able to sleep in it, but it, that we did it. That's once. when you just got like back to back or something. You know, you sleep on your. Do you sleep on your side or your back or like? I stomach? sleep on my stomach usually. You do? Yeah. I I really can't do that. I sleep on my back when I'm camping. But yeah. when I'm in my own bed, I sleep on my stomach. I, I rarely ever, I, unless I like toss and turn in the night and I end up on my stomach. I, I don't know why. Like, like, Do you not find it weird sleeping on your stomach? Because like, you got to turn your your head. like, You know what I mean? I, like, I have it, a weird I don't, way. Unless you have one of those pillows that have a hole in it so you can no. stick your head straight through it. I have a weird way of holding my pillow in which the craning on my neck okay. is not that bad. You can hold it to where it's like kind of on the side so it's not as much bent. Yeah. I get, but you're more almost... It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like a 30 degree angle looking into the bed. I don't know. Yeah, I get, uh, right. if this is my weird looking pillow. <laughs> oh. Right. The square pillow. Yes, it's a nice square pillow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like I get one arm underneath and one arm above. And so the way that it twists my upper body in such a way that when I, I tilt my head, it's not a much strain on my neck. That's smart, though. Yeah. That's, that's how I've slept since I was a kid. But I don't. Every once in a while, I'll sleep with my like my arm or something around the pillow, but not not all the time. It's not a usual thing for me. Yeah. But, well, I mean, you'd be sleeping on your back and and uh, backpacking anyway, because a lot of people have mummy sleeping bags, which pretty much you cinch them around your shoulders and then around your head, so you kind of have to lie on your back or else you can't breathe. So I don't have one of those. I have a normal sleeping bag. You they can get be uh, be bought pretty cheaply in fact i think i'll be buying a new one for this trip um, i'll look into it because bill was talking about uh there's a ozark trail sleeping bag that's really really good it's a name brand that they've repackaged ozark trail is walmart's brand yeah they're usually trash they have some of the worst supplies but apparently this sleeping bag is one of the exceptions okay sometimes you get really good stuff with them sometimes it's, it's like it breaks the first time you use it yeah is um, it good because it's like it fits and it's comfy or yeah so durable um the reason i'm gonna get it is because my current bag i think is rated to 40 degrees and if it's only gonna be down to the 60s or maybe like you don't want to start sweating yeah oh that's the worst because you kind of have to match your sleeping bag to your temperature range so if i if i was to use my 40 degree bag i'd be sweating in it so i'd have to unzip it yeah and then that becomes uncomfortable because then you get you know the slightly colder air coming in on one side, and then you get your other side. You know, yeah, not, not okay. having it. Um, there's ways of getting around that. If you don't have that sleeping bag or a sleeping bag that's rated, you could just bring like a quilt or something. There's something that you can pack down pretty small because yeah. both weight and space are of highest priority when you're backpacking. So, yeah, I'll look into that. I guess I'll message Bill later. Okay, we can we can get you either Bill or I can get you a, a list that we talked about, and then I can go down the list hopefully much quicker than he did. No, I mean, no I'm sure most of them are pretty. They're pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, there's some things that need to be explained because it's like uh, talking about okay, the backpack. You know, there's certain types of backpacks and ter- certain sizes that you want to look for, especially if you're borrowing them. Yeah. Um, and then like getting sleeping pads or certain ones that are better than others uh if you want to bring a camping chair you don't bring one of the big old fold out ones that you have for picnics and whatnot yeah. you, you got to get special ones uh, you know so, so there's some things that if you were just approaching it as you would have if it was regular camping it, it's a little different yeah or you got to get a, a pack cover for if it rains like okay. you could either go buy a pack cover or you could use a trash bag it's like, that's the kind of dynamics that we have. That's just for your backpack, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because if it starts raining, you don't want your gear to get wet yeah, yeah. because the wetter it gets, the heavier it gets. Yeah. So I've, I've used a, a black trash bag many years on that. I finally went out and bought a pack okay. cover Yeah. Uh, that just is strapped to my pack so I can just unzip it and put on the cover and it's good to go. Yeah. But trash bags work good. And I talked about ponchos. You can get a 99 cent poncho or mm-hmm. you can use a trash bag. I've done that too. I'll just not even use one. Yeah, you could do that, but you'll be miserable. Yeah, it's, yeah. even with wicking clothes, because they said no, no cotton if you can help it. Like okay. if you have sports gear, like what, whatever you work out in. Okay. Because um, you'll chafe pretty quick. The the hiking is is strenuous enough that you know, 
if you ever you get uh, what do you call it chafed nipples oh i've never oh. never have that's not, and any other chafing is not comfortable <laughs> i'll just i'll go put that out there uh. it, it even gets to the point where you're willing to do seemingly stupid things to prevent it like uh hiking socks they usually say get wool because they're good for heat retention when it's cold and wet as well as they don't chafe or rub yeah. blisters on you as easily but if you don't have wool socks you can actually take pantyhose and mm. just cut the feet off of them and, and put the foot on and then your sock on okay so it reduces the amount of friction that your foot is subjected to between the sock and your skin okay. and that actually is a lifesaver even though you know to the average straight male that seems a little weird yeah but i'm assuming they're they're probably like they're probably recommending pants uh shorts actually you're recommending shorts they're, they're recommending shorts that are not cotton if, or denim what if you uh, like you're walking through the bushes or whatever and you get poison ivy like most of what we'll be walking that's just through gonna is rub on your trails. skin so kind of what we were so doing they're the already trailed okay yeah there, there might be a time or two where a trail will be washed out so you just got to take a slight detour yeah i'll clamber over a log or something i was saying like boots i'm assuming yeah boots i don't really have um, boots out the python uh bill was heavily like pushing for like get trail runners which are like running shoes but they have a, a far more dense sole like okay. they're more rigid uh, he, he was right if you go hiking or backpacking in tennis shoes your feet will be miserable after the first day because tennis shoes the sole is so soft and flexible you know you're hiking on rocks and tree roots and things so your foot will be flexing in ways that it's not accustomed to and you know it'll it'll make it sensitive yeah. for the rest of the trip and that you know it'll get compounded worse and worse every day yeah you can get hiking boots he was talking about you know having the ankle support of a actual hiking boot is kind of overrated i kind of agree with that though that's what i'm used to is something with good ankle support i've got to get new shoes for this too i might try trail runners because i've never done that i'll before. look at this he's gonna be wearing chacos Chaco. are those toe shoes they're uh they're sandals but they're they're like more heavy duty and like he, the whole top of your foot is out pretty much it's it's like it why looks like you, a roman sandal almost but modern that? day they're they're, uh, they're very uh breathable and also you can do water crossings in them i guess so otherwise you'd have to get a water type shoe either crocs or like your walmart water shoes or something for when you do water crossings because if you walk over in your boots and your boots get wet then you're going to have blisters all over your feet it doesn't matter if you got the pantyhose or if you you know you powdered up your feet ahead of time you'll get blisters so usually you take off your boots and socks strap them to the back of your pack trade into your water shoes and then do your water crossing okay i'm guessing you have both pairs yeah i like got a type of boot and a water yeah and usually you just leave those strapped to the back of your pack so they'll dry out in between water crossings um no it's it's you know, it's something that you, you see. So if you go on this one, uh, you'll have a lot of equipment that you will amend by the next time we go. I haven't, like, I haven't been even just, I mean, it's camping, mm-hmm. but I haven't even been camping in, like, what was it? I think it was, shoot, 2016, 2017 was mm-hmm. the last time I went camping. Okay. But, but that's obviously not the same as. I think you'll like, it's it's some of the most enjoyable stuff, because you're, like, surrounded by nature. You're in the middle of it yeah there's gonna be some really gorgeous scenes i like i like being out in nature i mm-hmm. like camping and all that i love doing I it i think you'd love it then so this this is far more hardcore yeah than your average camping and our troop when we were doing scouts actively our troop lived that like if we weren't backpacking then we were doing Didn't you go like every weekend just if it it wasn't always our troop going every weekend, but I was in it deep enough at the the district level and at the, the order of the arrow level that I was pretty much going camping every weekend. Yeah, I got over a day or over a year of days and nights of camping. So so over a year of my life has been spent camping. That's that's awesome. But I would love to do that. It's it's it gets old after a while, but only a little bit. If you're around people that you like, then it never gets old. You you could also like it's like. You know, sitting by the campfire, you know, having good discussions. Yeah. It's awesome. That's why yeah. I like camping so much. The the conversations you have Getting on these out kind of trips. out of technology. Yeah, are so more real. Yeah. Because everything else is, it's kind of, yeah, it, it's 
it's controlled. done through technology. Know. Everybody, you know, they, they're kind of tied to this. Yeah. You're allowed to bring your phones, but it's pretty much like you keep them off. You just have them in case you want to take a picture. Yeah. Um, or because you don't want them to get stolen while you're on the trail. But they yeah. say no other electronics of any kind because this is strictly just yeah. being with the guys and with nature. And there's there's something very surreal about it that you can't capture that in the city no matter where you go. Even on that trail we were we were hiking on that yeah, the was, other night. That yeah. was kinda close to the feeling. But like imagine doing that kind of stuff for like four days in a row where you're like you're constantly going into new things, so you hike at dawn. That was both and you, like what we did Friday night was both fun and terrible at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, even it, the it was pouring parts, yeah. earlier that day. So we were walking through like Ice Three inches water. of freezing cold water. Yeah. Actually, no, the water went pretty deep. The water was like six inches. Yeah, in places. But when we were walking in that mud, dude, you would kind of sink into it every step. Yeah. And sometimes you, and when we were walking through all those like those water trails, mm-hmm. you know, did you ever step on any of the rocks or the the roots? Oh, yeah, there's stuff oh. in there, but the, but see, like, even miserable stuff becomes. It's fun still memories. Fun, yes. When you're with people, you like, yeah, yeah. And you got that camaraderie. It's like, you know, they're. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed I, it. I think none of these people are going to be teasing anybody, and there's definitely not going to be any screw you stops. I can guarantee that. <laughs> that that's the worst thing. There's worse things, but that's one of the worst things you can do. Where you've got a whole bunch of really athletic hikers, and then you got the rest of the people. So the athletic ones like sprint on ahead and then wait, and then they wait take a break, yeah. and then as soon as the the slow people catch up, to keep them, going they again, keep going. So they never get a break. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good old screw you, stop it. <laughs> and then, you know, I want to do that. There's definitely not going to be any of that because the way you amend that is you put the slowest person at the the front of the pack, and so he sets the speed for everybody else. And that's that would be fine. me because <laughs> that's the fairest way of doing it. Yeah, I don't think you'd be the slowest person. I can guarantee that. I'm assuming you know everybody. So you, so I don't know everybody. Meeting, you know everybody in the group, right? No? I know their names, and I yeah. just met somebody that I've seen today. Is it just you and today. Nathan, the only ones in the, the 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 group that are going on that? Like the it'll be uh, Philip, Nathan, and I. Okay, so you know the only ones. But from from everybody else, there's folks that I kind of know in passing. So Colin is going. Uh, Giovanni, I had not met before. I, I I think I know Colin. Okay, yeah, Colin's the the night nurse, I think. Yeah. Uh, then there's hey, don't mind. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's people that you'll know there. Yeah, and there's going to be people cool. you don't. So it'll be good to get to know them through that because yeah. it'll be a deeper friendship starting out than probably anything that we've encountered. Shoot, as long as we're walking and we're not like running or sprinting, I'll be fine. <laughs> it's it's going to be. It'll be I'll also bring my inhaler with me because yeah. if we start sprinting, like, I don't think we'll eventually if I'm sprinting enough. Yeah, there's going to be some swimming. We'll probably be doing some swimming, and the water's probably going to be just as cold as it was the other night. Ugh. Um, That's... But... Like again, swimming for fun start... or swimming to get across? No, swimming for fun. Okay. There, there's no way you can swim with a pack. Well, you, well, I've seen people do it, you know, like where you walk you walk through, a, like, across the stream, and you carry your yeah. backpack above you? Yeah, that's... Uh, I didn't know that's kind of what you were We wouldn't be talking. doing any of that. Okay. We'll be doing water crossings, but they're usually no more than knee-deep. Okay. Uh, usually they're more of like half your calf. And the way you do those is you unstrap your pack and you you loosen the, the shoulder straps. So and it you just leave goes it on. higher? Yeah, on so your... it's... Well, it's, it's still on your shoulders and it's still about the same height, but it's loose. Okay. So you cross it like that so in case you fall in, you can sort of shuffle off the pack. You can sort okay. of shirk it off. Because if you fall in with the thing strapped on you, you'll drown. Whew! It'll, it'll probably pick you and, and wash you down, and you can't get free of it, especially in the, the heat of that moment. Yeah. So you unbuckle everything. So if you have to shake free of it, you can always go redeem your gear, probably. You're more likely to go find the pack if you're still alive. Yeah. But cause it, you know, every once in a while you have somebody that doesn't want to unbuckle their pack and they'll fall in. And you yeah. just, people can probably fish them out, but yeah. it's better to leave it undone like that. There's a bunch of little things that, you know, you see other people doing them on backpacking trips. You pack, pick it up. Uh, might want a walking stick or something. That would just be more to carry, though. Or more it'll help. hold. But it'll, yeah, it'll, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that once you start using it, you don't even recognize it's there. Yeah. Because it becomes like an extra limb. Especially, like, if you're going downhill. Downhill, yeah. It's, it's so much it's nicer to be able to, like, plant that down and, like, move. Yeah. It's also good for going uphill. 
Yeah, and it's good. So. Yeah. Do you have one? I do. Yeah. Okay, you already have. Because it's one of those things you could pick up a stick on the side of the trail and use it and like whittle off the top of it so it's got a good handhold and that could be your hiking stick for the next next fifty years. Yeah. Um, that's what mine is. I picked it up. I think it's a, a crepe myrtle branch, but it's really strong and flexible, but lightweight. There you go. Um, I don't think you can really buy them. You can, but they're way overpriced. It's yeah, just I would like an oak stick I, or something. I might look for a stick when I'm walking, but that would be the only thing I would do. Cause, yeah, either find one ahead of time or find one on the trail, but you, you'll get something that you can use, and you know, the more you use it, the more it becomes yours. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Bring a knife or something. Yeah. Because so. you'll have some downtime, and it'll be a nice day of hiking, so it'll be really, really enjoyable, really exertive. Uh, so you'll be tired by the time you get to the the camp, and we'll, we'll you know the the type of food but, you bring will be interesting too. Okay. Uh, that'll probably be something we'll have to look into more deeply for you because of your allergies. But there's ways of getting around it. Like you can eat ramen, right? Yeah. Okay. So you, How would you do like that's a staple of food. I guess yeah. That you use. Um, do you that? Do you cook the ramen or you just eat the noodles oh, raw? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can cook. I've it. never had the ramen, uh, the noodles raw, but I'll do it. In fact, that's one of my favorite backpacking foods because it's got so much salt in it. You you expend a lot of salt when okay. you're hiking. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, like bring a couple packs of that. Can you have tuna? No. Do you like tuna? Well, it depends. Like raw tuna, but yeah, I've never had tuna. I don't think. Okay. I don't okay. think I have. I hope you're not allergic to it. If if not, that's no biggie. But towards oh. the end of my backpacking life, I, I found out that they make tuna and they put it in these foil packs. Yeah, yeah. They're like soft foil packs. You can throw those in your pack, and that becomes a nice light lunch light. or, or yeah. dinner. You can have a couple of those packs for dinner, and that's just fine. Yeah. Um. There are backpacking foods, so they're dehydrated meals that you then heat up water, pour into the pack. Yeah, those are like military. Well, there's there's MREs, which are similar, but backpacking mixes are made specifically to be lightweight. Um, Whereas MREs, they're like, they were designed to be driven around in Hummers. (laughs) You don't pack those. Yeah, I guess. So, like, are y'all stopped... Are y'all camping in the woods, or is there, like, campsites that you get to? you, You get to a part of the forest which is a little bit more clear of underbrush okay and that's where you you set your tents or your hammocks or whatever you've got to sleep in okay sounds cool that that is the truest form of camping in my opinion because it's so it's real yeah i you know our troop every once in a while maybe once a quarter or maybe once a year we do car camping but those were never as enjoyable as what we called high adventure, which was backpacking, canoing, uh, normal camping, kind of doing other things. The biggest part is kind of just sitting by the fire, chatting. Yeah. Other than sometimes you go on hikes, but yeah. and that's enjoyable. Yeah, it's fun, and it's cool because you can bring all that really heavy equipment—the Coleman stove and your camping chairs. Yeah. And the just big sit there, tents. sit there, chill, grill your hot dog or your s'mores, yeah. and chat. But yeah, this one's a little bit more intense, but it's every bit as as enjoyable. Yeah. And I, I would go ahead, go out on a limb and say it's more enjoyable. Cause you're, it sounds fun. Yeah, you're doing more so. intense things with people and your bond grows, like, incredibly deep. Yeah. And, all, of course, there's always fun stories that come out of each trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, there was one time at Philmont, um, we had a one of the leaders, or one of the, the fathers that came along. His son was getting to go to Philmont, and he joined as a chaperone. Yeah. And he was talking up. He had gotten this brand new ultralight tent, and it was impressive. It was it weighed less than a pound. It mm-hmm. packed down to a tube that uh, it was kind of the size of a uh, a toilet, not a toilet paper. It was a toaster. A, no, like a. I don't think a toaster. Paper towel roll. It was it was smaller what? than a paper towel roll. That's insane. It was a two man tent. That's pretty good. And he set it up to show us, and sure enough, you could squeeze two men in it. It was a little small, but it was it was doable, and it was for him and his son. Yeah. And his son was smaller at the time, so it would have worked. It would be a tight squeeze, but it worked. But yeah, he was talking that thing up, and we were all impressed by it. And we get up on the trail, and we, we start ascending elevation. And it was probably the second night we were on the trail. Um, and I did not hear this because I'm a deep sleeper, but my dad heard it. And in the middle of the night, he heard, wait, wait, Will, no, not in the tent, no, no! (laughs) Were they rolling? Will had gotten altitude sickness, and he threw up 
all over the oh, inside of that geez. tiny little tent that was all <laughs> close quarters and packed in. And they had to put up with that for the rest of the trip. That was, I mean, that was at the very. Did they beginning. use the sleeping or the tent, or did they just? Yeah, you had to. Like, you, it's either sleep outside or sleep in the vomit tent. How many days did they go doing that? Were you at the end? That was midway. No, that was like at the very beginning. It had like at least the rest of the week to go. Dang, probably Dude. more than a week. Oh my gosh! You can wash that kind of. I think they went down to the creek and just washed you gotta it let out. That and bad let boy dry. dry. But yeah. What you do in that case, you kind of have to make up stuff when you're on the trail. You can't hold up everybody to just let it stand out. But I think they probably went down to the creek, washed it out, laid it out until it was time to go, and then folded it kind of on itself in a big square and hung it off of the back of yeah. the dad's so pack. Fall on the ground or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so it wouldn't brush the ground, but it would dry as they were hiking. I think by lunch it was dry. Dang. That would be fun to do. <laughs> Speaking of that, is, is your dad going? Because I know you said your dad does camping or he does hikes or whatever. He does backpacking. Uh, it, it, this trip is mostly for our age group. Okay. And Bill kind of fits into the. Just, he's so young. Was your dad working or not in the mood? Whenever he does a backpacking trip, even one that's like this where there's not going to be a lot of elevation change, there it's hilly. Yeah. But he he takes about a year. Or at least six Prepare. months to yeah get up to it. He's he's not in the best shape. Uh, um, yeah, he he you know he would do practice hikes and he'd get his backpack on and load it up with bricks or with lead weights and he would increase that weight up to his, his regular set, pack yeah. weight by the time of the trip. Okay, and even then for somebody like him, it's still an arduous type hike. Yeah, as young guys can you know not work out a day in our life and go hop on the trail and do fine. Yeah, um, and since we work outside and walk for a living, we'll do fine. Yeah, uh, he he was kind of insinuating to a bunch of the people who had more sedentary lives, like start doing walks and and do practice. Yeah, hikes. yeah. I, I mean, you do. You've obviously already done it a bunch, so you're more or less prepared. You you lose it, so it's like it's been three years probably since I've done a solid backpacking trip yeah because covid has impacted it we were gonna do one last year and covid and covid hit yeah yeah it was it might have been the summer of 2019 and that killed it and then we weren't able to do anything this last year um so it's been a while your body will lose the ability to do it even if you're still fit um but he won't kill either one of us if we just went right now yeah i mean i might see if i can't join craig Titsworth on some of his really long walks, but that depends on. Does he I'm do free. that? Oh yeah, he does like twelve, fifteen mile walks in a day, like early in the morning and after Just work. Whenever he does, I don't know. I'd have to talk to him and see what his schedule's like. Maybe I could join him part way through his walk because my schedule's kind of weird. Yeah, That's, sounds cool. Uh, you know, it's stuff like that. we walk for a living. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, we walk for a living. Unfortunately. <laughs> That sounds cool. I'll, I'll look into it. Okay. I'll, so, I think you'd, you'd love it. I just figured I was like, yeah. I didn't think I was going to do it. <laughs> sounds fun. One time my friend Nathaniel, the one I always talk about, uh, he brought like an entire fifth of whiskey. Yeah. And just like, he drunk it throughout the trip. He kept trying to get me to have some. I was like... Was he drunk on the trip? No, or just no. Sipping, yeah. He, he is a heavyweight when it comes to drinking. Okay. Like, he could drink that entire bottle in a single sitting and probably just shake it off. But, uh, not, uh, depends on what whiskey you're having, but like, it was tin cup. So he'd he'd feel it by the end of the bottle. He'd he'd probably be well yeah. into drunk, but it affects him a lot less than it affects me. So yeah. he, I think he had maybe a couple shots every evening, and he drank that entire bottle on the trip. It was just like a weekend trip. There you go, dude. That's gonna suck. If I do that, I won't have any sweet tea. <sighs> you could you could bring some instant mix. Just make you some sweet tea. Uh, if you like Lipton, you know, just bring mm, well, it's not, Let's not get into the the trasher versions of teas, shall <laughs> we? Well, That's a different time. Me as um, a coffee addict, I've got to <laughs> sacrifice and get some See, I don't instant mind. coffee. Yeah. It's actually a way. Um, I might have to, to sacrifice everything I believe in and get some Starbucks brand. They have a Pike's Peak instant coffee, which tastes like real coffee. Is it just like the powder or whatever? Mm-hmm. And you just add yeah, water so and cook like it or whatever? instant crystals, and you just add it to hot water and stir it. But that is the best camp coffee I've ever had. Hmm. I had to bump some off of uh, my policeman friend last time I went backpacking. Yeah. 
But it's like doing something like that, especially hiking for all day for multiple days, definitely majority of water is a smart thing to do. Yes, yes. Or Gatorade. They sell those little Gatorade uh, powder packets you can throw in your bag. Because you need those electrolytes. I might do one of those. They have those little thin ones. I might grab a few of those. But yeah, the majority of what I would do is water, for sure. That's that's certain. And it sounds like they're going to be... How is that going to work, though? Water bottles are... You know what I mean? There's they water add, purification. They add weight. Yeah, so you'll be only taking Get two one of those pints. life straws? Yeah, uh, Nathan's got one. My brother has one. Yeah. Hey, you can borrow that. Maybe. That, that, that would be enough to, to get you through it. But then you uh, would have, like, but that'd be hard because it wouldn't be portable water. Well, yeah, so you'll, you'll bring your two pints, so you get two Nalgene's essentially, okay. and keep that water on you. One's for drinking, one's for cooking, or vice versa. It's like whatever you want to ration it as, but... Uh, Arkansas is a very wet state, especially in the forests. So it's not like New Mexico where you, you might encounter a stream once every 10 or 12 miles. This is, you know, like every 30 minutes you're going to be coming across a stream or a rivulet or something. Yeah. So, like, water is plentiful. In fact, Pastor Bill said, like, most of the time he goes out there, he just drinks the water straight. Uh, he's gotten Giardia twice from the water, so he didn't recommend us doing that ourselves. But I might be... If it's if it's pretty clear water, I would do it. It's, it's very clear. Yeah. I would do it too because I'm not I'm willing concerned to, with Giardia, but yeah. I think I will just so because Giardia is not. The I don't worst even know what thing. it does to you, man. It's mild stomach discomfort and like nausea. I can handle nausea, but your stomach hurts when you're walking consistently. Yeah, so like, oh, there's there's going so to be worse. enough waterproof because I'm I'm bringing iodine tablets. Okay. Uh, so you just scoop up the water into your thing yeah, and make the, sure it's clear or you know doesn't have a bunch of dirt stuff in yeah, it, yeah. and then you put it in your iodine tablets. It's good to go. Drinking that fish pee. Let's go. Mm-mm. Now it's clean fish pee, dude. It would be peeing all day. Yeah. Peeing behind bushes and trees. Ugh. It's double pee. Double pee. Do some bear grills. Drink your own piss. Oh, I am bear grills <laughs> today on Ultimate uh, Survival, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. That's not bad. Okay. No pressure to do it, but I, I do think, like, you're the kind of person that would enjoy it. There's Probably. people out there I would not recommend this to at all because they would just they would just die. <laughs> just, yeah. just die outright. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. I mean, me and you are used to being outside a lot, so. Mm-hmm. We already got the, the whole walking down majority of heat. Probably won't be as hot. So, and this is a good one to get started on because if you're doing rapid elevation changes, um, you know you have the danger of altitude sickness, and nobody is, you know, free from that. It could hit anybody regardless of your your experience level. It's, yeah. It just has to do with how quickly you rise. It's same thing with like if you're a diver, and you dive down really really deep, and then you ascend too quickly, you can get uh, what they call the bends, which is like whelps uh, or liquid pooling in your joints mm. because of the, the rapid pressure difference. Yeah. It's not the same thing that happens to you when you're hiking, but it's similar in the fact that it gives you the worst headache you can imagine. So it's like it pretty much shuts down your brain. You can't hardly think. It, it's You're throwing up all the time. Ugh. I've had it once really bad and it's not pleasant yeah but usually once you get acclimated so like if you spend a day at, at your camp once you've risen then usually it, it goes away you get used to it, yeah yeah that's fair but that's why you'll see like a lot of even real professional backpackers they will go up a little bit in a day and then they'll camp and it's like they only went like five miles but the elevation change was 3,000 feet in those five miles. So it was, one, a really arduous hike, and then, two, they're getting acclimated. So they'll stay in that camp for one or two days, and then they'll go another five miles. Uh, it's just what you have to do as a person. Yeah. And if you spend any length of time at a really high elevation, you come back down, and you are like Superman. Because like you're floating. It's, it's like your lungs and your whole body gets used to having less oxygen. So when you go down to a more oxygen-rich You could do more without exerting as much. You could run much. for miles. That just wouldn't be the same for me, though. It, but it would be better, even with your it, asthma. It might it help. It would be but, better for you. But then I would get, within the day, I would get used yeah, to it again. Yeah, you get acclimated back to so, yeah. But But runners, runners will often train in the mountains 
leading up to a big race so that when they go on the race, they just have unlimited stamina pretty much. Oxygen is everything when you're talking about muscles and fatigue. I don't think we'll be having that kind of elevation on this trip. You're going to bring a a fishing rod or whatever? I'm debating. I've got a cool collapsible fishing rod that I might bring. Um, I might just bring a a little bit of a roll of fishing line and a couple uh, hooks because, you know, we won't be doing a lot of fishing, but the the fishing we do, you know, it'll, it'll probably be enjoyable. If you catch a fish, would you eat it? Mm-hmm. Cook her up? Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're probably supposed to get fishing licenses, but Bill was like, you know what, there's not going to yeah. be any game wardens in this place. And I'm assuming you don't bring guns. No. I think uh, I think Nathan's probably going to bring some, because that came up in the meeting, and, and uh, Bill said no guns, and Nathan was like, guns. <laughs> so it's like, I think he's going to bring something, and it's fine. It was more of the... Bill was trying to enforce the fact that like you don't have to have a gun to protect yourself on this trip yeah nathan just brings guns because he likes guns yeah but he's probably not going to use them this is more weight yeah so but But. i can't i can't wait for it because it's been far too long that'd be cool yeah if we do have a base camp around a a snow melt lake or something out there or just a lake in general or a river there's nothing like it be awesome because that's a sight not very many people get to see yeah in the mountains and all that especially when the sun's going down or the sun's coming up mm-hmm. but no. the air is cleaner and it's you can see farther out there um i don't know it when people often poets will talk about communing with nature and i have to imagine that's what they're referring to is it's not your your casual walk through the local park it's being deep, deep into the woods somewhere where there's very, very little human influence. Like, the only thing that is made by humans is the footfalls on the, the trail. That's it. Like, yeah. There, there's a special almost magic to that that you don't get from regular camping. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a hint of it, maybe, but yeah. it's not the same. It's not bad. Well, we should call it quits. Probably should. End it here with the, the camping trip and the assassin game. That's right. That's a lot of stuff to talk about. So, ah, <laughs> uh, nah. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go out of my way anymore. To like I was telling you, like going for Philip. It's like, uh, yeah. I don't want to spend a month going for this another guy like I just did. I hear you on that. It's like, it's, uh, it's gonna be interesting. But get me if, out. if an opportunity presents itself, like if I see something that's going down, the I'll, only I'll opportunity would you. be at church. Yeah. Or like after. But yeah, pretty much. There's gonna be a uh, a bit of a fellowship on this Friday. Is there? I think at Joey's house. Are they gonna watch uh, yeah, Fiddler on the Roof? That's fellowship. Yeah. But... We want me to do wait outside. I'll tell you right <laughs> now, I'm not watching Fiddler on the Roof. Really? I cannot stand that movie. Really? I hate that movie. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> you just wait outside the whole time with sucks. you guys. That movie's like four hours long. It is a long it's movie. A terrible I've never movie. seen it. Are you gonna watch it? I might. I might just go for the food. I'll just let you know it's a musical. Yeah. A very long musical. It's like the longest musical. Ugh. It's awful. Dude, I love Les Mis, though. That's Les a... Mis was okay. I love the the story of Les Mis probably more than the musical. I haven't seen that movie forever. It's like some guy who comes back from prison. Dude, it's... And something, something. It has, at the very beginning, it has perhaps the most religiously uplifting story I've ever heard. Hey, man. Because Jean Valjean is the main character, and he was sent to prison for like three years because he stole a loaf of bread to feed his starving family. Okay. And so he was thrown in prison, and he tried to escape, so his sentence was elevated to seven years. And so the beginning of the story takes place when he is being released from prison, but it's on probation. So he has to go to a different city to stay in touch with the probation officer. And this is in France during the beginnings of the Revolution. Yeah. Well, on his way to that city where he's going to go into probation, um, he stops at an abbey, so, you know, a temple or, a, you know, a religious place, and he's fed by the, the abbeyman there. He welcomes him in. He's like, hey, you know, you look pretty scraggly and you look like you haven't eaten. Like, come in, you know. Whatever I have is yours. You just stay here and rest. And they, they talked and they had a good life or, you know, a good, good time yeah. that evening. And uh, Jean Valjean 
in trying to get money so that he could continue on his way, he stole all the silverware from the Abbey and left. And the next day, the police caught him, and they drug him back to the Abbey. And they said, look, we caught this thief. He had all your silverware. It's like, we're going to prosecute him. And the Abbey men just said, well, no, I gave him all of that. I, I told him everything that was here was his. In fact, John, you forgot this. And he went up to the fireplace and he got two silver candlesticks, gave them to him. I said, I forgot these last night. He said, but with these, I'm buying your soul from your past life. Use them wisely. And it was that event that turned Jean Valjean away from being just a a A thief thief into being something more. And so he changed his life from then on. But he forgot to go to the other city for his probation, and so he was suddenly at odds with the law ever after. Mm-hmm. Most beautiful scene I've ever seen about something religious, anyway, from, from yeah. any media. I'll have to rewatch that. Like, I'm no. not sure how well it comes across in the play, but like in the book, it's just like, uh, <laughs> how is it? It's like the most Christ like thing out of anything I'd ever read. Yeah. Sounds like it's beautiful. That'll be you one day. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe when I'm in heaven, but not, definitely not on this earth. One day. Too worldly. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Yeah. As always, booing. Booing. You're going to set that up. I was going to set that up, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll see y'all yeah. in the next one. Cool. Catch you later. Peace. See ya.